Live from the Golden State, off the Game Changers Podcast Network. Welcome to the Story of Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Gill. We got a great show for you guys today. You can always find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Type in the Story of Leadership and you will find us. Or check out the website. That's buildculture.co slash podcast. Buildculture.co slash podcast. On here every week, the Story of Leadership. Our goal is to check out sports, politics, current events, and evaluate them through a leadership lens. Got to say thanks to our sponsors and our special contributor, Kevin McLeod, who created this intro. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you, man. Hey, folks. Um, just a reminder, we're still in a pandemic, right? So let's wear our masks where we can. Uh, let's, let's protect the, the folks in our society that are a little bit more prone to um, experiencing more deadly parts of the disease. Wear the mask if you can. Wash your hands. Uh, protect your loved ones and those around you. Um, we got a new article up on the website. Uh, that's buildculture.co slash blog. Check it out. And especially with everything going on, uh, mental toughness, uh, we need it for these kinds of moments in society, right? Uh, protests, demonstrations on issues that are really, really important. And we got to be there for each other. We got to be there for ourselves ultimately, right? Um, Social media doesn't stop. Notifications are coming. And so we have to mine for our mental toughness. Check out our guide, buildculture.co slash mental health. Buildculture.co slash mental health. So last time uh, on our podcast, uh, we covered a leadership concept known as leading from the side, which was great. It's really important to to have skills like that to be able to to um, to to be able to be there for folks um, that are around us, you know, and not come from a place of authority, but come from a place um, of a friend as an equal, you know, leading from the side. So check out the podcast if you hadn't already. Uh, but this time. We wanted to kind of get to more of what the, the theme of the show is, right? Evaluate pop culture, evaluate TV shows, entertainment, things that are going on, politics, current events through a leadership lens. So I'm, sur- I'm sure you guys know with, with coronavirus going on, there's no sports on. And, uh, and so ESPN, which is a big sports channel, they decided to speed up their processing uh, for a docuseries, a 10-part docuseries on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls called The Last Dance. And this is probably the first time we've seen a, a in-depth documentary, a film crew follow the team around so closely. I mean, Michael Jordan had given them explicit permission um, that, you, hey, you can have cameras around the team for practice, um, after games, in the locker room. And then they set up a contract to, uh, you know, show it 20 years later. So anyways, uh, real in-depth stuff. And uh, the cool thing about this documentary is that, you know, we can look at this franchise, the Chicago Bulls, who were a laughing stock before, and we can evaluate from a leadership perspective how they got so great. You know, um, obviously it helps to have one of the best basketball players of all time, probably the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. But what else goes along with that? Like I said, you know, earlier, um, there's a lot of things that go into winning championships, creating a culture. Uh, and so we can we can look at the Chicago Bulls right through this docuseries to see how they got so good and, you know, even what got to their downfall. Specifically, uh, we'll look at a couple of individuals, right? Um, in every organization, there are individuals with titles in their names. 
and they may not necessarily be leaders or they may be leaders. So for this podcast, uh, we'll look at the general manager, Jerry Krause, and then next time we'll look at the coach, Phil Jackson. So starting with Jerry Krause, the general manager. GM's role is to, you know, basically bring players to the team. Uh, they do that through free agency, right? Um, paying players on the open market, or they draft them. So in this case, our GM, Jerry Krause, he was GM for the Bulls from 1985 to 2004, a long time. And uh, he put together a team that won in total six championships, right? He himself won two Executive of the Year awards, and he passed away, actually, unfortunately, in 2017. So rest in peace to him and his family. Um, he was very accomplished, and we're taking the time out of this podcast to learn from um, some leadership mistakes that he had during his tenure. So the team wins six championships in total, but a lot of times in the docuseries, uh, people point out the fact that, you know, uh, Krause was mainly the reason they kind of fell apart. He was the foil in the series. Specifically, uh, they talk about a quote from Jerry Krause where he says, players and coaches don't win championships, organizations win championships. Now, this quote was a, was a pretty big deal because um, I think it was their first or second championship they had just won. And, you know, players are super excited. Coach is super excited. And, and here comes the GM, you know, the guy upstairs, the boss, right, coming in saying that, hey, it's not the players and coaches who win. It's organizations who win. Now, that's, that's factually true, right? That's true. It's true that the Chicago Bulls, you know, or any organization that achieves, that wins, um, it's a good chance that the person at the top and the person at the bottom had something to do with it, right? Some way. That's just how organizations work, you know? Even people with the smallest role, they have some role. They're still a part of the, the overall flow, the overall connection of the, of the organization. So what he's saying is true. What I don't think Jerry understands here is most normal people don't like to share glory, right? They just don't. Right. If you tell somebody, if you if you started a project, uh, and you're if you work on a, if you worked on a project with a group member or something like that, and you know you took the lead and and you killed it, um, the the no matter how much the other person you know the other person is so part of your group, even though if they did or did not do a large portion of it, them taking credit is not really going to feel good for you. You know, it, it's just how it is, right? And um, this is really important to understand as a leader because Jerry Krause is GM, right? He's the guy upstairs. He obviously had a huge hand in putting together this team, right? They won six championships. So after the first, after the second, after the third, um, he's got the rings on his finger to prove that he had a hand in it, right? Um, but it looks like here that he's worried about the wrong things. Based on this quote, he's, he's showing the media and showing the world that he's he's hung up on the fact that the organization is not getting enough credit and that's okay right it's okay f for for the organization to have some credit but as a leader as the person upstairs um, as the person who who signs the checks as the person who people are looking for the person who has the title you know it really isn't too important to have that credit because like i said the rings are on your finger uh, for jerry right their rings are on his finger the credit is there the, the, the progress is there, right? The, the Bulls were, were, were a shell of the franchise they were during the dynasty. So he's looking for credit. He's looking for the, the wrong things, right? Um, I mean, Jerry, like we said, he, he did have a huge hand in it. You know, he drafted Michael Jordan in 1985. He drafted Scottie Pippen in 1987. You know, he even brought the, the coach, Phil Jackson, to the Bulls in 1987 uh, and pro promoted him in 1989. Um, so, there, there's a lot that he did, but it's it's crazy 
that um, he's looking for credit here because, I mean, the rings are on his finger. And it's, this is something that m it may seem foreign, but when you start to get into more leadership positions, you'll find that it's better um, to let your team take the glory, right? It's really not that important for the leader to share in the glory because they're seeing the progress, right? They see it go from zero to hero. They see it go from shit to gold. They see it go from start to finish. And taking it to finish, knowing that you are the leader, you're the person with a title in your name or in your position, I mean, that that's well enough to know that, that, that you've done um, that, that you've done the job. So Jerry's made this quote and he's, he's obviously, you know, telling the media, like we said, um, showing everyone that he's looking for a little bit more credit, right? And as a leader, you know, we've explained how that's really not important because seeing the organization, seeing the team make progress, that's credit enough to know that you were the person with the title to have a hand in it. But making a quote like this, how does that affect um, your team? How does it affect the people you ask to work um, to achieve the organization's goals? In this case, for the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, obviously great player. Scottie Pippen, great player. These guys don't want to hear that. Um, no, no one wants to hear, especially the players on the court, right? The, the people, the grunts, right? People who are working in and out, you know, let's talk about different organizations. If it's a business, right? The salespeople, right? Who are on the phones every single day, right? If it's a software company, right? The engineers, the programmers, if it is a you know, a marketing company, the people who are managing accounts and doing the actual marketing, right? If it is uh, the military, right? The people who are actually on the ground, you never want to hear an officer, right? A leader, you never want to hear a CEO or a manager take away from the work that the team has done ever. Even if the team did 30% and the manager did 70%, it's bad leadership and bad management to point out the fact that your team didn't do enough or that, your team didn't do as much as the overall organization, right? I mean, it, it, all you're asking for is trouble there, right? And so this is kind of foreshadowing kind of what Jerry Krause as GM kind of has gone through, right? Because the result was, um, was, was guys like Michael Jordan, guys like Scottie Pippen, and other players just, just bad-mouthed him in public for years after that because they just thought that he wanted to take the credit. So a big a big takeaway from this is that you know if you're a leader and or if you're somebody with a title like this it's really important to understand that if you're looking for that credit the same kind of credit that we saw Jerry looking for when he went, when he made that quote it's really important to understand that if you need it to find it from somewhere else because the goal of being a leader um, or having a large title like this is to carry out what that title entails in Jerry's case to help the team win championships, provide them with more players and the resources to win championships. It's The goal is to not look for credit. And so um, when you're looking for credit, really you kind of muddy the purpose and you muddy the waters. Um, just this quote alone and a couple other things, they go to show, they kind of foreshadow um, what's to come for the Chicago Bulls. But the main takeaway is to understand that if you do need this kind of credit, uh, to find it from somewhere else, because it's not fair to you or the people you're leading. A lot of times when leaders or when anyone is focused on, on getting credit, they have a tendency to become a little more insecure, 
right? Because, um, I mean, it's a chicken or the egg, right? Either you're insecure because you're not getting the credit or you're not getting the credit and therefore you think you're insecure, right? But what it amounts to is that insecurity uh, leads to mistrust of others, uh, mistrust of your team, and then pushing out talent, right? And when you push out talent, or when you push out talent, um, not only are you hurting your organization, but you're hurting your relationships. Uh, when, when, when we make when we make credit the most important thing, we take away from the purpose of the organization, the purpose of ourselves as leaders, and the purpose of our team. As, as it goes in the last dance, it's apparent that here that Jerry, you know, the GM, is looking for more credit. Now, all respect to him and the championships, um, but in, in the documentary, it's 1997, they, they set up the setting, and they've got five championships, and Jerry Krause wants to get rid of the coach, Phil Jackson who is a talented guy. Now here's a direct reflection, right, of, of what happens when you're looking for credit. When you're looking for credit, you tend to become more insecure, you tend to mistrust people, and what do you end up doing? You end up pushing out or alienating talent. And he says here that he wants to get rid of the, the coach, Phil Jackson, who's already won five championships. I mean, this guy won, excuse me, five championships as a coach, and he won two championships as a player, right? So this guy, whether he's a player, whether he's a basketball savant or not, he knows how to get stuff done right? Um, Phil Jackson's resume speaks for himself. You know, after the Bulls, he ends up going to the Lakers, wins five more championships. I mean, so the guy's the guy's a beast, right? So it's crazy that Jerry Krause, this GM, is looking to push out this talented coach. And here's why he's doing it. Because he's looking for credit, right? He didn't get the credit. He's looking for credit, didn't get the credit. And now he's insecure. Now he's being mistrusting. And now he pushes out talent, right? So um, the quote was, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can win 82 games and lose zero, and you're still freaking gone from the team. That's what he said to Phil Jackson. That's what the GM, the leader, said to his teammate. You can win all the games next year, but you still won't be back. And so that's insane, right? That's absolutely insane. Any No leader should ever uh, put the sake of, of the, the, the progress, um, the goals of the team aside for their own personal credit, you know? Um, I mean, there's never, there's never a time unless it's for ethical issues where, where you have to kind of push out somebody like this. And, and, you know, that wasn't the case with Phil Jackson, right? His resume speaks for itself and, you know, um, teams will even vouch for that as well. So, I mean, just kind of as a, uh, as a, you know, kind of return to the main point here, you know, when we put our feelings and goals, uh, above the team, we're easy to fall into insecurity and uh, alienate people around us and push away our teammates, especially, you know, pushing away talent. Um, so which is what Jerry was doing to Phil. Now, we don't we don't want to kind of say Jerry Cross is a bad guy here, right? This is an example of how leadership can, oh, excuse me, a lack of leadership can kill an organization, right? This guy's got a title in his name. He did great things, right? He was not only a basketball scout and a basketball GM, he was a baseball scout, right? Um, coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, who was on that team, you know, he said Jerry did a lot of good things and he deserves a lot of credit for building the team. You know, so this guy was this guy was talented. You know, he 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 did achieve things, right? I noted those stats at the beginning of the this conversation. But here's what happens when you when you when you are worried about the wrong things. When you're worried about the credit, you you make it too much about yourself. You take away from the team. You alienate the team, right? Just by your actions alone. Um, and then that credit, that that worry about the wrong things, it leads to insecurity, and you push out people from from your team. 
So going on that notion there, you know, oftentimes it's leaders. It's hard to maintain influence when we're focused on ourselves, right? Um, so maybe, you know, and in, in we don't know if this is the case for Jerry Krause or so, but sometimes when people are in leadership positions and they're worried about the wrong things, you know, it's usually because we have more critical or personal needs. And uh, what I'm talking about here is more serious stuff, right? Personal, mental health, you know, things that, you know, trauma from our childhood, um, things that affect the inner child within us, right? This is, this is important stuff, right? Because a lot of this is tied to how we act with people in everyday life, right? It's, it's the traumas or the lack of traumas or whatever we experienced as children. So we have to remember that when we take the mantle of leadership upon ourselves, we're effectively shouldering a larger burden, right? Not only um, our burden, right? The things that go on in our head on everyday basis, but we're also now putting the responsibility of the team success on our shoulders. So when we come to a point where maybe our critical needs or our mental health are that strong, and it hurts our ability to to act as leaders and, and, and lead effectively, you know, similar to what was going on with Jerry Krause. Now, once again, we don't know what was going on, right? We don't know what his traumas were, if anything, but that's just an example, right? So what do we do when these critical needs, these personal needs of ourselves, they hurt our ability to lead? What do we do then, right? Now, this this is, you know, this kind of goes into mental health and this is a, a touchy subject, but I want everyone to remember and understand that there's never been a better time to live than 2020. No matter how long we, uh, no matter how much we long for the past, Oh, things were simpler back then. You know, things were, things were less hostile back then. Um, no matter what any, any trauma we have can, can more easily be handled and solved and prevented today more than ever, right? There's there's tons of different ways to finish to to, to work on that, right? Um, we can we can do therapy, right? And this isn't a sore subject like it was, you know, generations ago, right? A lot of people um, can do ter- therapy. There's talk therapy. There's even uh, f- there's even apps that can help you with with therapy. Um, you know, a a well reputed, well reputable um, sports. Uh, talk show host Colin Cowherd talks about how important you know therapy was for him. There's even even meditation, right? We have so many apps today, right? Headspace, Calm, um, but all these apps can can really help us be more present in the moment. You know, there's so much information out there. There's so much knowledge um, from folks who have been in um, terrible situations, and so we can learn from them, and we can we can adjust practices for ourselves. Uh, and create habits for ourselves that really help what's going on within um, our inner inner child or or inner consciousness. Um, and it's super important if you ever want to explore being a leader, you gotta have your your insides right. You gotta have your mental health together because these are the kinds of things that will really hurt you and your ability to lead a team uh, if they're not all ship shape. Another thing is also recognition. Right, and this is something that we can do ourselves without having to use an app, without ever, without having to go talk to somebody. Is when we start to um, ever feel like there's maybe we're we're approaching a stressor, um, or there's something going on, and we get he- too heated, we get too angry at someone or something, and, and it seems kind of unusual, um, or it's repetitive. You know, it's a habit that keeps happening. We get irritable at these same little things, which are kind of menial that you don't really need to be irritable irritable about. It's really important to recognize, you know, what are we upset about? You know, it takes a pause. You know, separating ourselves from the stressor. You know, um, it sounds cliche, but journaling. You know. 
not even, you don't even have to journal at the end of the night. You know, you don't have to be cliche about it. You could just get a piece of paper and write down what you're feeling, the feelings you're feeling, right? Oh, I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling sadness. I'm feeling betrayal. And that's just the first step. If you understand the emotions you're feeling, then um, we can actually reduce the severity of how we're feeling them, right? If you get super angry and then you stop and pause for a second, hold on a sec, I'm getting really irritable. You'll remember, okay, this is just something that that kind of routinely happens, right? And then you can take it a step further and think about, okay, well, I'm feeling irritable. Why am I feeling irritable? You know, what is it? What was the stressor, right? And it's practice. This stuff isn't going to change in one day, right? This stuff takes time, takes weeks, takes months, you know, it takes days. Um, but just staying consistent with it and just checking ourselves, recognizing what's going on. Along with checking ourselves, you know, there's a really, you know, like I said, we, there's so many resources out there for us in this day and age. We have, um, we, we can do things ourselves. And along those lines, there's understanding what are our values? You know, what are the values that we hold sacred? You know, what's a kind of like our, our North star, you know, our true North when things go wrong. Um, and we, you know, we want to rebound. How can we, how can we understand who we are as people, right? So what I mean by that, this kind of starting to sound a little abstract, but what I mean to say is that in terms of values, um, you know, what do you represent? You know, and I'll give you an example. Uh, for me, connection is super important. Uh, I want to, you know, whether I'm standing in line of coffee, whether I'm talking to an old friend on the phone, whether I'm talking to a family member um, or, you know, at work, you know, I want to be able to connect with people. I want to be able to understand, you know, um, small talk aside, like, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. And, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm there for you. You know, real, real connection. Um, I also really love enthusiasm. That's a huge value for me. You know, I'd like to go into situations super positive and super excited about the opportunity. You know, that's a value that I know it's a true north for me. When I'm not feeling myself, um, then I understand, okay, my values include, you know, connection, um, gratitude, you know, I want to be thankful. And then, like I said, enthusiasm, and there's more too, right? But it's really important for us in a day like today in 2020, when we have so much information coming at us from social media, um, all these apps, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, they just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And the important thing is to understand what is our true north. When all these people are talking at us, what are we talking about? What's going on in our heads? You know, what, what, what makes us, um, uh, what makes us us, you know? And so understanding what your values are, what are your principles? You know, what are quotes that you really like, you know, all this stuff, you can write this down. It's super, super helpful for your mental health because, you know, it's a crazy world, you know, we're being pulled in a bunch of different directions, but if you can create your values, if you can create your principles, then it's a good way to understand what your true North is. Hey, thank you everyone for joining us today on the Story of Leadership podcast. More resources on the mental health practices we talked about are on our website at buildculture.co slash mental health. Uh, details on the therapy, um, meditation, recognition, and the personal bank can all be found on our mental health guide. That's buildculture.co slash mental health. Stay safe, um, be a leader, and we'll talk to you next time.